all I want you to do is on the crashes go with your hand. I'll be like. Okay. 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 We should probably do another real jingle too, but yeah. That, like this is a jingle. Okay. Uh, let me figure out what I I do that. All right. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three, four. Christmas! 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 This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church in Franklin, Indiana, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. Current Church meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear in Franklin and exists to encounter God, equip the church, and engage the world. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Find out more at currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Now here's your host, Jeremy. He's like, I'm really. It's, it's like tiny. I'm really it's nice. It's been hanging on the wall. I don't think we're. Are couch. we recording already? Yeah. Well, oh, not really. Oh. It's what's called soft open. This eggnog is really good. He knows who you are. This actually is pretty good. This is a soft open. See? I bet it'll go good with dank bread. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm open. If I had to guess. This eggnog I'm, is. I'm open. Look, I'm open to change. It's a little. This is pretty it's, good. It's, it's a little thicker than. See, like, that's why I like it. I like how thick it is. Yeah. No, Chris. Chris is going to disagree with me tonight, and that's the fun of it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, you could start with the the Warner came, the Warner, the Warner came dressed for the occasion, dressed as he would, and I did eagerly anticipating the photo shoot. You're gonna have to put one of those Santa hats on. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. No. Uh-uh. Why don't you tell the the viewers? I like to say viewers because it's you know. Well, it's got it's, it's got Santa Claus what on the it. Crap, is that? I didn't see all of it. He's got he's got sunglasses on. Is that like Lowe's exclusive? What is no, that? No, and it's half green and half black. And in the 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 sleeve on the right says uh, naughty, and the sleeve on the left says nice. It says it's, hurt heel. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought of. Was I thought of the fiend uh, from WWE? He has a glove that says hurt and a glove that says heel, and that's what I felt like. This oh. was. Oh yeah, I felt like this was the equivalent of that for uh, Santa Claus. I'll take a little more of that nog. I don't know. See, can I see, refill your eggnog? You were so worried. No, no I've got some country leave for But look, I was. I'm good. Open to doing yes, it. Okay. Yes. Even if it wasn't my first choice, let the record state. That's great. Uh, it doesn't make any noise. No, it's, it's so thick you can't <laughs> hear it being poured. I'll add the sound effects. Yeah, it's so Blah. thick. Blah. It's so thick. It's just. <laughs> I think the sound of the eggnog know. going to the cup is just. <laughs> Flop. Yeah, it, no, it's really good though. It is really good. One thing Gene reminds me of on a regular basis is that I'm a bit of an overthinker. No, see, I, I don't so, get that. I don't get that vibe. You're a constant warrior. You're not. 
You're no, not nearly like I used to. No, be. like because I have like I smashed it out of you, and I was just like, "Stop!" No, yeah, just don't so, care. Last year uh, for the Christmas episode, we had a Michelle Banta. We had a couple Palmers, and she was probably all about doing Christmas music for you. I bet. I'm, yeah, bass. which by the way, we because Michelle Banta is a sweetheart. She's a saint. We might have to reprise her uh, her singing. She the, probably the had like a big smile on her face. Yeah, she probably loved it. And so, uh, I like I was telling Warner before you got here, Chris. <laughs> Who'd want to be that girl? <laughs> <laughs> that I probably worked on an episode for a week. I had a line by line agenda that I sent out to everybody. Okay, Michelle, you're gonna sing now. You're gonna Wow Jim, you're gonna play That's these awesome. keys. Ernie Carl, you got a duet. Ernie, you're gonna preach. Mm, beautiful. And this one this one I asked for three things. Chris, bring your guitar. <laughs> you're not gonna get any of Got one. There is a Warner, guitar. Warner looked festive. I did that. I check. Yeah. And um Oh, Chris, do a dramatic Christmas reading. I'd forgotten all about okay. it, but I'll I'll give you a dramatic reading. I, mean, I feel I feel like <laughs> I, you're the guy for it. I don't I, know. I, I could be wrong. Here's the thing: I feel like Chris would do poorly at a dramatic Christmas reading, and the reason is he <laughs> wow. he probably what if what if he, he so he always roots for uh, Pete in the Pete and Goofy struggle. He always so so I feel oh, like. My. We don't have time. We don't for have this. time for this. But but I feel like you would. I feel like you would be like, well, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. He wasn't so bad. He's a hardworking dude. He really earns his money. No, <laughs> that's. I feel no. like that's no. <laughs> Scrooge is not a good dude. That's yeah. pretty clear. Okay, he's. I think they made it pretty clear. He yeah, has, he has let. This is the part that you miss so often. You're a '90s byproduct who has yet to grow out of it and i'll give you this example yes yes please do <laughs> there's this thing called empathy it's not something I oh think you've heard this of. is so good it's gonna come right back around later in the episode all right and so you don't have to condone someone's behavior right right to correct. try to understand where it's coming from that's all i think i'm a little better at that i i don't want anyone in the church or any casual listeners to think that chris and i hate each other because we're going to be digging at each other the entire time no but, way but we love each other and that's why we do it it's i think we're way. all casual yeah. listeners no. at best. <laughs> yeah no but we, we we this is how we talk to each other and it's more fun we well, enjoy it trust me was, no one's being um, hurt in this so to refer to last year again it was only physical pain <laughs> it was last year was the typical sit by a fire tell stories have cookies Christmas. Yeah. This year is a very Chris and Warner Christmas. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, I knew what I was asking for. <laughs> what would it be like? Okay, so what are the chances <laughs> Chris and Warner are in the car driving back from a show in Wisconsin? It's December. What are the chances Seven. that uh, any, <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> any Christmas music comes on? None. Oh, eh, no, I disagree. And because I think when we go over our favorite Christmas songs, we are going to have a crossover. I guarantee it. I'm saying night. we've lived that experience and it's never happened. And especially, well, we would never drive back in the night from there that's too far i actually think this particular song i'm thinking of i think we actually have listened to on the road on the way home when it was snowing maybe it was an accident but it w- was it sarcastic was it hate listening no we both really liked the song okay man i don't remember this i, I-, I must have had a Ooh. lot of eggnog at the time <laughs> literal question what's the most christmas spirit you ever feel like what's the scene of that? okay first off i think the listeners the viewers may be getting the idea that I hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I do not hate Christmas. That all right? It's to it's, be clear. Yeah, I I feel like I'm being painted as the the, grouch the Grinch in this. Okay, and uh, no, uh, just like the things that really matter, like uh, you know, seeing really crazy sacrificial giving and sacrifice and stuff like that, um, and just uh, stuff like that that may happen around Christmas because you're reminded of how important that is and maybe in the moment you you know you're like you know i'm gonna take a step of faith and just try to really help somebody or someone helps you and uh 
Like that gives you like, man, Christmas is such a great time. Uh, things like uh, Giving Tuesday, which is today. Um, it's kind of around that time, and I've worked for nonprofit organizations and seen some really amazing stuff kind of happen around that. And that's a reminder of kind of like that power of the season of Christmas. Also, my family gets a happy birthday Jesus cake every year. We've been doing that forever. Okay, we do something similar with my parents. Yeah. What are three things that you would throw out? Three things that I would throw out. Well, besides some song stuff, and we'll talk about that later. Like I took me and Warner did take good time on our top we did. five we did. favorite and least favorite. Three least, favorite. and I'm telling you right now, these least favorite for me, I loathe. Okay, we entirely. spent good time on this. Okay, so don't loathe entirely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I spent time preparing for this, lest the listener think otherwise. The viewers, but if I was the the, the <laughs> CEO right. of Christmas, three things that I'd get rid of: mm-hmm. uh, people being afraid to drive in the snow, <laughs> like. Not that no, like, I agree you should, with. I you should be agree. cautious. I'm not the person that's like, oh, there's snow all over the road. You need to be going 70. Like, don't be one of those people. But to think that, like, I just can't get out. Like, you're physically, you're stuck. Even if it took you an hour and a half to get to work, you know, instead of your 20 minute half hour drive, you can still get there. I rocked a Sunfire for 13 years. And drove all over this great nation. I got you, B. <laughs> you re- ready for this story? You're going to love it. It's a real okay. quick one. When I worked at Joe's Junction, the gas station in Trafalgar, and I lived out in the middle of nowhere between Trafalgar and Morgantown in the trailer when I first got married. Yeah. Uh, the only cars I had, only two cars I had, were Pontiac Fieros. Yeah. Little and real, those real bad drive. boys yeah. do not do well in the snow. And it and I I have a fantastic day that i remember where i drove that in the snow and it was and you got all there. over the place and i got there right and you were it was too hard dumb, and you were too dumb to like yep. put any weight in the car it was or oh like that absolutely sure. well yeah the, well the half the, half the engine's back there chris right. it's fine yeah so yeah and you still made it right i did so I that, did. I that frustrates it. me a lot like yeah there's a there's because, a lack of willingness to 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 just to, be, like yeah. i don't want anybody to put themselves in danger i feel like me we either. need to say and i you know, well i started out that way yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. just like just drive slowly, get here when you can, and it's like a sign that like, hey, I'm on the team. Yeah. Number two, I don't need weather updates on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> don't need those. Where it's like, man. Oh boy, it's this, snowing on Christmas Eve. The snow Eve. is insane. It is winter. That's number two. <laughs> and It's all weather related, apparently. Say, it, it rarely snows really. before Christmas here. Um, it really doesn't snow a lot before Christmas. Um, and then caroling. D- just wipe it out. Don't need it. It's outdated. I think the world only existed in that type of uh, bizarre, fake <laughs> happiness in like post-war 1950, <laughs> and that's about it. I Almost could... a decade post-war. <laughs> yeah, in 1950. Hey, man, those dark times, dude. It took a little while <laughs> yeah. to reacclimate. Right? What's the most Christmassy you ever feel, Warner? Okay, so uh, it's in th- my this year, this year. Oh, dude, I love Christmas so much. Uh, this year, I I was like, all right. I'm I'm gonna deck it out. I have a a house now. That before my house was um, multi tiered levels, mm-hmm. and the roof was not straight, and there was a lot of a lot of difficulty there. This year, I have a flat uh, roof line. It'll be I, handy for Santa and his not totally his flat. Like that's not a square. No, no, no. Have... But it was reachable. So um, I went all out with Christmas lights. I went and I got um, blown mold plastic nativity set, which I've wanted for years. Um, I'm really into the, I just love the way they look. It's very nostalgic and, um, I don't know. I just wanted, I wanted something that 
had that old Christmas feel. So I've got that. But then I also got a little new Christmas because I got one of those projector lights that make uh-huh. snowflakes go on my house, you know? Another one. And uh, and when I got it all done, and I live in this, uh, this uh, neighborhood in Morgantown. It's just one street. It has maybe 15 houses on it. And I got it all done. And no one else had anything. Now there's a couple houses have a few lights, but it's pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, it was because it, my family's coming over for Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's a whole thing. Um, and then the inside of my house has Christmas lights all the way strung throughout the ceiling line, and then we have uh, sounds like a one, two, three college's bedroom. We have four Christmas trees. <laughs> uh, four Christmas trees. We have four Christmas Why do you trees? have four Christmas trees? Well, Har- Harper has one in her room. Jude has one in his room. We have one in the dining room, and we have one in the living room. I'd like to have one in my room, maybe a fifth Christmas tree next year. We'll see. But when I was when I got done, I was just like, man, this is awesome. We bought ours used on Facebook. <laughs> I bet you did. I loved I loved the way it looked. I thought it, it had like a cool. But no one had anything done, and I was like, Tiffany was like, is this a bit too much? And I I was like, you know what? There are two schools of thoughts here. You move into a neighborhood, and mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like, oh, got to keep up with the Joneses. You know that typical saying. You have two options if there's no Joneses. Yeah. You don't have to try, mm-hmm. and you just let the whole neighborhood look sad, or you become the Joneses. And that's the approach I took. And that, I don't know, in that moment of, like, it's cold outside and I'm hanging lights, I was like, I feel like a real dad right now. This is Christmassy. <laughs> Keeping up with the swoopses. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good time. And now there are people. There's a, a person across the street has one. Someone did something really cool with their flagpole. I didn't think of this because I have a flagpole. They did lights down from it to make it look like a Christmas tree. I was like, dang, that's a really good idea. Maybe next mm. year. I don't yeah. think it's a bridge too far to say people might even get saved because of your Christmas lights. <laughs> well, let's not push it. But you know what? It was, I will say this. It was very important to me. Saved I, from what? Like bad purchases? <laughs> or like, I don't want to do that. It was very important to me that I have some sort of nativity, though, because I didn't want it to all right. be just like yeah. this on the surface and I don't have anything against Santa, obviously, but I didn't put any like Santa Clausy things out there. Yeah. Um, I also I think it's so goofy when people put uh, Santa Claus in their nativity. Have you ever seen that? I actually wish if it was all fair, like there'd be like a baby Santa you know, <laughs> in the nativity or something like yeah, they, something bizarre. Yeah. Well, I've seen people do it where like Santa's visiting, you know, Jesus, and that's fine. But I, I just I wanted a traditional nativity. The uh, Multiple and plastic are very expensive, though. Um, so I only have uh, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. Well, they don't Jesus. make them very much anymore. No, no, no. So inflatable. you have to get the old ones, and they're yeah. real expensive. You couldn't find that at Lowe's? No. And uh, mm. so over so over the next few years, I'm going to make it my goal to like get one yeah, piece. Yeah. Like, get a donkey or a camel or a wise man. And then eventually, I'll have like this giant Let's kickstart that. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Go fund me for my blown mold plastic nativity. Oh, that's too far. <laughs> now... A few moments ago, you asked me about my favorite Christmas things, and I gave you some like good, thoughtful stuff, and then we're going to go straight for it. Yeah, we need to go fund me for more of my plastic. <laughs> yeah, that is a, is a, yeah. But uh, uh, I really love how excited my kids get for Christmas, and I always, always thought that was going to be a silly thing that I, I was like, I can't imagine that will be the thing I get excited about for Christmas, but it really is. It's super fun, and they just they get crazy excited about it. So. Your son gets hyped. Oh, yeah. Your son is a perfect kid to give a gift to. When you think of like the movies of what, you know, like some kid freaks out about getting a gift and what you hope that would be like, Jude it's like that would ever get perfect. Him. Yeah, which is great. It, it gets you stoked to give him stuff because you're like, he's going to be pumped. Like, which is, I think, is a real gift to like 
to have that, and it's real. Like he's yeah. legit hyped. Yeah, he gets excited. Shout out, shout out to Jude. Yeah, I sponsor this half hour. <laughs> Southern Comfort traditional eggnog, non-alcoholic, ultra pasteurized. Uh, fellas, we've all tried this at this point. Yeah, it it wasn't. Too... I'll be honest, I've never really been a big eggnog guy in all my life. It and was more like, nog is... and less egg, and that's what I appreciate. Yeah, I when, like this a lot. When they approached me about coming on the show as a sponsor, I thought, well, that's it, okay. is, it the, is it the real eggy, noggy kind of, like the yellow? Like, uh, no, it's good. Let's dive into these songs. Yeah, I'm ready. We've got ready. five good, three bad. Yeah, about. and I had to change one of my bad because I knew, I knew Chris was going to make some smart remark about me having no empathy. So I literally had to change one <laughs> I of want, my songs. I want you to be your true self. So, I don't want the... I don't want people to get some unfiltered so, version of it. Bef- well, I found one that was way worse than this one anyway. But I will say, just as a side note, so- a song that kind of irks me at Christmas time, Let Them Know It's Christmas Time by uh, Live Aid, where all the celebrities in the 80s, they sang uh, this. This is honorable mention? This is yeah, not Yeah, it's just list. an honorable mention. No, that's a bad song. And, it's cheesy. But, but the real reason is because, and it's just one little bit. The song's real bad. But the bit where Bono uh, tries to guilt you for two seconds... And he says, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. I'm like, Bono, nobody wants to hear this from you, especially. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's the 80s. He wasn't quite uh, yeah. seen in the same light. Yeah. But Here, he does. I don't know. Here's I just, a recommendation. Yeah? Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> you ever seen it? No. They make a whole thing about that line. Oh, that's great. Because it really does irritate me. Like, I don't. I hear it and I'm just like, I can't. Oh, sometimes I'm like, this song's not so bad. And then that comes out. I was like, yep, I remember why I don't like it. Um, so are we doing dislike or like first? So we're doing a ping pong style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a snake draft. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we going like or dislike let's first? Let's go like. So I really... I My dislike will be your dramatic reading. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I think that song, it's real basic as far as like Christmas songs go. But I think it has a lot of potential for being like a rocking song. And I think we've seen that happen a couple of times at our church. It's a good song that gets you in like the true spirit of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas. And gets, um, get some, get some. Well, it's well, intent. Right, right. The intent yeah, is there. Yeah, for the, sure. The intent is that the content like, is good. Like this is this is why we celebrate what we celebrate. And I, I think that says a lot about that song. Is this current church version? Or is this still Yeah, this is what Daniel was singing. Yeah. The throaty vocal. Yeah. We won't go through the whole thing. Yeah, see, hear how rocking that is? That's because Jeremy's playing drums. Paul just went long intro. But it has. Because the tone of the song is dark to begin with, like it has it a is. dark tone, and so it really lends itself to like, and it lends itself to a passion vocals because because it is like a like a plea. Yeah, I don't know. Really? I, I do. I really like that song. You look so chipper. So is that like you're you kind I'm of a look, chipper guy? I you look. Know. I hate to use such a seasonal word. It's it's kind of a word associated with thickness, but I'm not trying to say that. You're gonna you say look, jolly. You look jolly. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was you coming. You look jolly this evening. That's, oh, that's all right. That's so fine. is that your fifth best or your number one best? Oh, I, I just no okay, partic- okay. no particular order. Right. I, I like them all pretty equally. Okay, good, Chris. Uh, I did the same. I have one honorable mention. I'll get it out of the way real yeah. fast. Uh, and there's no particular song that stands out. Just the Twisted Sister Christmas album is. <laughs> 
bizarre, amazing, terrible all at the same time. I've never heard it. I'm going to have to download that uh, right now. It's not that it's so great. It's just that it exists. Right, right. It deserves to be recognized. I'm glad you mentioned it because I didn't know. And and they're like, and and they're peak 80s. Like, they're like all, yeah, makeuped up. It's awful. Okay, I'll start with this one. Big thing for me, and I didn't notice until I was looking into this, original scores typically mean more to me than a Christmas song's been covered 8,000 times. Um, Yeah, get that get that nog belch in there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Charlie Brown Christmas time is here. Like the first song that starts the Charlie Brown. Oh, dude, I can I already know I can hear it in my head. The Uh, little whiny version. uh, Christmas. Yeah, no, love that song. Okay, lots of good messages in that. Can't skip this. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a good background song for Christmas conversation too. No, it is. It really is like a fire going. This is a yeah. Yeah. I it's, like that choice. That's good. Well, one. it's classic taste for a classic man. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's my first on the list. Um, so this one has to be a specific version. But uh, Santa Claus is coming to town by the Jackson Five. Yeah, yeah. That version, and every time I hear it, it gets me so pumped up. So young Michael is like tearing it up on the vocals. First of all, but the drums in that song, and you can appreciate this, Jeremy. I think are an absolute blast to play. And I'll point out the part I really like is. They do um, something you do in church worship sometimes that I really like. That skip beat right there. When he says Santa Claus is coming down, it's like the mm-hmm. the crashes on the ant. It's like, oh, okay. you ready? <laughs> I love that. Dude, that's so good. It just, it gets me going. I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a drummer and I enjoy that kind of like drumming, but maybe it's because you're jolly. Dude, I love, this song like really gets me going. Dumb question. They did not play their own instruments, right? Uh, I think they did, right? I think uh, one of the older brothers plays really? the drums. So. Yeah, I think the family. Yeah, they've been smashed into like their their roles. Yeah, like you, the dad's like, you're gonna play the drums. You play the guitar. You're gonna be a superstar. Dang That's it! How Justin yeah. Bonwinkle started playing drums. Tobin Out of told him, "Hey, you're the drummer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, and I just I think that song really just it brings a funness to like when you're decorating your house or you know or you're like out driving around around Christmas time looking at lights and that song comes on, you're like, oh yeah, this is fun. I like it. All right. Number two, Warner's not going to like this. Elvis, uh, the first song mm-hmm. on his Christmas album, uh, Santa Claus is Back in Town. Uh, it's like Chris- I don't hate Elvis. It's like Christmas, that song. It's good. It's a good jam. It's very difficult to do that 50s rock style in Christmas music and then not be a thousand percent cheesy. Yeah. But because he was kind of almost built that genre, yeah, it's it comes across as like still pretty authentic as I guess it could be. It's good. It's good. I believe it's Fred Claus makes use of this track. I, I do actually. So I, I I love the backing band. How rich that sounds. I love. Yeah, love that. It's not. Like now it'd be so overproduced and blown out. Drummer's no, just great. drummer's doing his job. Yeah. He's not trying to get out of the pocket. <laughs> not no, trying to do any any uh, crashes on the end. That's right. Okay. Uh, he just he, yeah. That was not invented yet. No. <laughs> it didn't exist. Good Christians only played the snare and yeah. the hi hat yep. at that time. Uh, hey. That's what yeah, we got tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of good Christians, my next song is about as Christian a Christmas song okay. you can get. 
But um, I love Oh Holy Night. Oh, I knew that about you. Yeah, and uh, like I absolutely love that song. And there's so much about it. Vocally, it's so rich. And I remember when I was in choir for the first time, my choir teacher told my mom in a... Uh, Me too. And, and I actually really... I, I love this choir teacher. Even to this day, she's really great. She's awesome. Um, but um, when she had her first parent-teacher conference with my mom, she said... Uh, Warner's pretty tone deaf. I don't know if we'll ever get him to really get like the solid pitches, but he's so passionate and he loves to sing. She's like, she's like, he he tries so hard. It's great. But um, one of the things I I was able to do to overcome that is just um, like singing this song. And uh, am, how old were you at this time? Uh, fourteen or fifteen. Oh, such My a s- sweet simple boy. <laughs> so malleable. My dad's uh, at my dad's church. There's this guy who would sing this every year, and he was in the same. Uh, he went to the same school I did. But he, you know, he's he's a little older than obviously older than me. I went to school with his kids, but um, he would sing it and just like he he's like this had this beautiful tenor voice. It's, it's like oh holy night. It's just like so perfect. That did not sound tone deaf. No, no, no. I think we've got something. And, and, and that's what I, I just remember being like, man, he's, his voice is so beautiful in this song. And what, how's he doing it? And um, singing this song helped me learn how to breathe correctly in a song because there's, you have to breathe. There's so like specific times you have to breathe when you sing this song. And it also helped me to get in the right place. Like they always talk about, um, like I don't know if you've ever been in choir or whatever, but they always talk about the head voice and mm-hmm. like how to get to that place and the difference between that and falsetto and how to transition from the two. Because I can sing in a falsetto and I can sing in my normal voice, but I and even to this day I can't do it in most songs. But in this song I can. I can transition from one to the other flawlessly, and it's because this song just has such a natural transition from those two. I I, I really love it. I think. I think you should take that story to America's Got Talent. Like, here's this guy; he's tone deaf, yeah. but this song he can crush. Right. Well, and and it has the best single best lyric, in my opinion, of any Christmas song. And it's um, uh, the second chorus, uh, second verse says, "Chains will be break, yeah. for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression so, shall cease." And so much in today's culture, uh, the name of Jesus is not affiliated with ceasing oppression but in a lot of ways is affiliated with you know pressing the thumb down and i i love this song because it reminds me of what it's supposed to be and how we totally (laughs) messed it up since then but it's such a powerful line and sang by a nice falsetto it really drives it home it's the best song I will award you that. It's yeah. the best song. I, I, I like it quite a bit. Well, I liked your reasoning. I thought your yeah. your reasoning was pretty good. I'm not going to say it's the best song, but <laughs> I think your reasoning is very good. Um, and, and I know one of the reasons you would definitely not like it is the popular version right now is a Michael Bublé version. Uh, and I know how I you feel. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not peek behind the curtain. Um <laughs> Uh, my second. This is your third. This, this was my third. Charlie was... Brown, Elvis, and this. Oh, oh you're right. This is your okay. third. Yep, because I only have two more. Um, would I, as I, a, we have to have a matching one? I know we do. Is that you, Santa Claus, by Louis Armstrong? Oh, that's another good one. I didn't even think of. 
That's not in the common uh, vernacular. That's not one that you think of. No. It is a good one, though. I have good Fantastic. taste. Fantastic. No, yeah, taste. You're, you've picked a lot of good ones, I will say. I'm uh I'm preparing. Oh yeah, this song's great. Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in the stocking yeah. face. I no, I, I do love this song. That's is that yeah, you, Santa Claus? This smile on the album art. No, Seriously. it's so good. Yeah, this man, this song is awesome. I love. I totally forgot about this song. <laughs> so if you'll notice, most of mine are a lot more original. They're not covered to right, death. Right, right, right. And that's. I didn't think about it until like I just started putting my list together. I was like, "Oh, I'm attracted to a certain type of song." Yeah. Uh, so that is my number three. I enjoy some, uh, you know, some some standards. But even then, the Charlie Brown song isn't it's not covered. covered to death. No, right. That's one of you my hear more. Things. But yeah, you're this right. ne- this next one certainly is. But uh, this particular version, and this is the one I thought we would have in common for sure because we talk about this. Well, my list isn't done yet, but we'll see. Uh, all I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. It's on my list. For Christmas only superficial reasons. It's just so much fun. And it's like, the, it's 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 what I picture like, it, we talk about like, if Brother or Brother wrote a, wrote a Christmas song, the fast pace of this, if it was like saying by a raspy dude and just like the guitar was gnarlier, this is what I think we would like, uh, our version of a Christmas song. I want to hear it. <laughs> but, it's like... I think the world needs a little Well, that. we covered Beyonce once, and it was And uh, so... Diana Ross earlier yeah, this year, yeah, so... yeah. This could be happening. Who knows? It could happen. Here's the thing. All right. I may come across to the listener as a tough viewer, grizzled exterior. Yeah. But beneath this becomes a man. And beneath that man, his nucleus, um, <laughs> no, is uh, the idea of, I love a good pop diva. And Love this it. and this one is the poppy. It, when these drums come in, the little roll. Yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, so fun! Okay. You can't you can't not move to this song. It it's takes just, me back to so like, here's the song has become kind of like a, a meme where people it, it sure they has. don't like it anymore, and I think it's because they're coming at the wrong angle. I'm thinking about like it's 1994. Right, Mariah Carey fantasy comes on. I'm at the skating rink. I don't want people to know that I like the song, but like I kind of do. And you know, I'm just having a great time yeah. at skating rink. And then just thinking about all of those great feelings I have for Mariah Carey, I'm just like, all right, yeah, what's up, Mariah? Now I will say she has let us down the last few years. There was she a, hadn't let me down. Look, she she this played is, this at a Christmas parade. It didn't and go well. It did not go well. And then the last two New Year's Eves, she's kind of botched a little. But that's fine. Yeah, I saw one of those New Year's Eves. But you know what? Things. Other than the one she threw a fit, I just I throw a free pass. Look, people yeah. as they get older, you can yeah. hit certain. You notes can only and, do so much. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, this song is. It's there and it's original again. Another like what well, like the, inter- the interpretation. This like, is I like original, how- but I found out recently because I work at a place that plays nonstop Christmas music currently. Um, there's like a night like this song is originally like a 1950s like duopy song, which is also pretty fun, but not like not as fun as this. Yeah, version. well, that's a pretty great divide. Yeah, like it's not yeah. something. There's not like a thousand covers up where you're like, oh, she made the song, right? And like. Oh yeah, and I do not like the uh, Christina Aguilera version or whatever. That's it's probably I like Christina, but I'm sure it's oversang. It, it yeah, 
There's way more notes there than there should be. Hear me out. Okay. Mariah Carey Fantasy, whenever, it's like when FUBU is first you know, coming around, they had the old FUBU logo. I remember seeing that and laughing. And she's standing in a Hummer, I think, on the Universal lot. Go on. 25 years, by the way. 1994. Yep, 25, 25 years, years ago. Um, Summer of Love. <laughs> The pacing of this, the lyrics of the song in the free freelance melody, I think, lends itself to brother or brother style because um, I can just hear it. I can hear, especially the verses. Yeah. I can hear Chris belting those lines in the brother or brother style yeah. more than I could maybe any other song we talk about today. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. I've been trying to talk him into it for uh, five years, and it hasn't happened. But you know, I'm just waiting for the Mariah collab. There's a you know, there's there's time for everything, a season for everything, and then a season. You know, I think it's your turn. You just kind of took one of mine. Yeah, so um, that we could. I'll give a little elaborate. extra bit, yeah. and then back to you. That song, for whatever reason, and it doesn't really do anything for her, but it makes me think of my wife. Just she like, does not care for it. Uh, I don't think she despises it. My but wife it, hates it. Downright hates it. I, I don't. I can't. <laughs> On Michelle's hate meter, I'm not sure where it falls, but like it just my wife is a very like especially when she's like really happy, very bubbly, like happy person. And that song is so over the top bubbly, it makes me think of my wife cuz she likes to sing like, you know, real jazzy mm-hmm. stuff and that song is just out of control. <laughs> and so like it ma- yeah, it makes me feel good. All right. Shout out to Michelle Banna out there in Watching my, my son. The two wives yeah. represented here, both amazing vocalists in their own right. There might be something to say for if they both dislike a song. We know that they both know music. <laughs> what do they do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sing from your throat. <laughs> but <laughs> Bunch of pros. What do they know? <laughs> what do they know? Um, and then my last one. This one uh, has a special place in my heart. So um, it's a it's a combination song. Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy. Uh, duet by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Have you ever heard this? Have you heard the setup to that song? Oh yeah, like where they're talking to one another. Yeah. So my brother and I at my uh, at my dad's church one Christmas. I think it was maybe last year, or the year before. We sang this together, and it was like my brother and I both sing. Um, we I don't, we never, but we we would always like he would sing with one of my sisters, or I'd sing with one of my sisters. But we never sing together. And uh, I was like, we're going to do this. And it was for, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, my brother is a way better singer than me. He sings a lot higher than me. So uh, he did this. He did the Bowie part, I believe. And uh, but, the, but then at the end, the little bit, the little dialogue, we did the dialogue like at, oh. the, at the pulpit where we sang uh, the little like, uh, I, I can't remember what he says, but uh, uh Bing Crosby says something to David Bowie, and David Bowie uh, like laughs and chuckles and agrees, and then they walk their separate ways. And we did that whole little bit, like after singing the, and everyone's just like, "What is that? What's happening?" Is there a video of this? Uh, if my sister from Florida was in town, there is because she videos everything. I don't, I just don't remember if she was. Man. But uh, yeah, so I have eight brothers and sisters, and the amount of times my mom be wanting me or especially my grandpa he did like a lot of cantatas and stuff would be like oh, I want oh you should sing with one of your brothers or something yeah I'd like no not in a million years oh my goodness what I, I wouldn't would... do it now I no, wouldn't no, I don't, I don't want me. you I want Elijah and Brian 
duet. That's that's what I want more that, than that anything. won't happen either. If you think if you think I'm grizzled, <laughs> try try Brian Bannett. Right? Some of that some of that rubs off on you. you I want know? that more than anything. I don't. I, I hear you sing. I hear you sing life. enough. I don't need. Uh, yeah. I and I, if you'll notice, I only sing. <laughs> it's like a uh, certain type. Yeah. Yeah. So you got type. I definitely have a type. Oh, I, here we're getting we're getting ready to get to the fun part where we get to talk about terrible songs. You got to be concise though. Why they're terrible? My final choice for favorite would be the original Grinch score. Oh yeah, love that song. I mean, even whenever it's like redone, most of the time, it's so distinct you can't like overdo it too much, and it's still pretty good. But yeah, like I really like the original. I I really like the Jim Carrey Grinch adaptation. I think it's really great, and I think. Some people are missing the boat there. I love that. That might be his finest work. It's really good. I really like it. It's yeah. so good. Like he's yeah, there's so many good little spots there. Hate, 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 double hate. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Really like it. Number five, the Grinch. When you say original score, do you mean from the T V? Yeah, just cartoon? Uh, from the Or from that movie. Uh from the cartoon. Either one, but yeah, like the cartoon. Why can't I find that? It's not, it's not I know it's not him, but his voice sounds kinda like it sounds like Screaming Jay Hawkins is like a singing the song uh and if you don't know uh screaming jay hawkins saying i put a spell on you and you should watch yeah. the original version of that because he's like dressed up as like a voodoo witch doctor and like has all these skulls and stuff and uh it's pretty wild so we're not gonna spend time on movies but you mentioned that one would that be up there in your christmas movie ranking? yeah if warner i i can name my top probably two favorite movies pretty easy could you name two Pretty easy? Yes. Okay, we're going to do them in passing real fast. I'll give you my two and you can do yours too. Number one, uh, Jingle All the Way, for sure. Give me that Turbo Man doll! No, for me, the line from that is when, uh, and he's passed now. I can't think of, he was in, <laughs> on Saturday Night Live, he's... Jim Belushi? He's dead now, but... I can't uh, remember. But he's like the neighbor. He's at the house with the guy's wife and he's like eating the cookies. And he picks up his phone and he's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And like the neighbors hate each other. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> and he's like, well, your your wife made these really great co- cookies. And he's like, you put those cookies down. Put the cookies yeah, down. That part, that part I love. Put the cookies down. So that's number one. Yeah, no, it's good. And uh, probably Grinch or Charlie Brown, either one of those. Uh, number number two for me is the original Santa Claus. All the sequels are garbage, but the first one is really great. It has a magic all its own that can't be recreated. Hate them all. And uh, that's the one with Tim Allen. And then A Christmas Story. I love, love, love that movie. Oh, we could talk. I could. I watch it every year. I could quote it from beginning it, to end. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. One part of my family, though, it's too much of a thing for that. Like, it's too much. Yeah. And so it soured me to it a little bit. I Because I'm just like, I look... I can't experience it with the same aptitude after like number one hundred and forty seventh viewing. Well, I can, but I. I (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. Don't get it twisted. Phil Hartman is the actor I was thinking of. He's he plays the neighbor. Put that cookie down. Well, let me refill your nog. We'll be right back with bad songs. This is the Big C Little C podcast. Over the years, there were many ties and socks for Dad at Christmas, but this year was going to be different. I was going to find out what Dad truly wanted. The timing was perfect. Mom in the kitchen, Dad coming out of his meatloaf coma. And then the question. 
Uh, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? Without hesitation, my dad got a gleam in his eye and said, I want a 14 by 25 foot steel reinforced, lifetime guaranteed stainless steel collapsible ladder. Ooh. What happened next was inevitable. No, you'll throw your back out, Ken. Oh no, there it was. Mom had used the maneuver of which there was no defense. I knew there was only one thing to do if I was to save Christmas. I called LeafGuard. The only person on the roof this holiday season should be Santa. Give you and your parents peace of mind with LeafGuard. Call 546-0600 and receive a $200 gift card and 75% off labor. But you must call now. LeafGuard. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Just glad to be here. Yeah. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church. Let's get back into this. This is the good. I'm having a good time too. Three bad songs. Okay, so this one is not specific to who the artist is. Santa Baby by literally anyone because that song is garbage. Uh, It also, I hate any song that sexualizes Santa for some reason. And for the longest time, I also hated. Uh, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus because of that, but then I realized, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for any kids listening, but then I realized why that song's actually endearing, and I was like, oh no, that's that's actually a good song. But Santa Baby, it's disguised as this, like, this girl wants all these things, these diamond rings and whatever, but it's so, um, sultry, <laughs> the way it's sang, I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. How honest am I allowed to be on this podcast? Be as honest as you'd like. Well, I mean, there's church people listening. Within the there con- might be some tr- I don't within know. the confines of a healthy marriage, I'm happy to be sexualized for Christmas. Like if it's talking, I think she's talking about a literal Santa Claus, though, not like a person uh, dressed as Santa. This is like literally the Santa Claus, and she's just like, "Hey, hey, hey why don't you come over sometime, Santa? <laughs> I don't go, like it. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't if, like if that, it. If that's uh... it, makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> keep your jolly <laughs> you keep... self at home. <laughs> I get hives just thinking. about I am it. a married man. Yeah. Would it surprise you to know that Michael Buble did a version of that song where he's asking Santa for, like, hockey tickets and whatnot? Ah, uh, no. Not, not shocking. <laughs> we'll get there. I don't. I don't. Okay. So that's yours? <laughs> go, go, please. Yes. Okay. I can't even think about the song anymore. It's making me itch. So, a lot of times, and I think this is where you might be coming from, most of mine, the songs are a big part, but more often than not, it's artists singing yes, the songs. Yes, agreed. Uh, Michael Buble... Just anything. And I had to be Christmas. I just, uh. <laughs> That's a little vague. Uh, no, it, it's very clear. I do not enjoy any of Michael Bublé's right, music. Right, but Michael Bublé sings a lot of Christmas. Like, right. It's kind of his wheelhouse. What I'm saying is, any Christmas song he sings. Okay. I, got I will hate it. Gotcha. <laughs> any song I hear him sing. That's fair. 65 convertible to Steve. Oh, wow. He just got, he he got us with both. Now, a double whammy. He's asking for 65 convertible. Of what? What brand? What type? I work on cars. Like, be specific. Santa isn't a mind reader. Okay. Also, like, Michael, you have plenty of money. Go buy your own convertible, Michael. Right. You don't need to be wishing for this. All right. Maybe rat hole little money around. You can get what you want. <laughs> All right, you know Chris, why, and you know why Chris he will sell you a fixed up version. You know why he would sell want a '65 drop top of something, mm-hmm. probably a Thunderbird because he wants a big car or a Cadillac. It would be because he's trying to continue 
to live out like amused out fantasy of being a crooner. He's like a walking like like a he's like a movie set that like hasn't ever turned off. Like someone's like, "Hey, you're offset, Michael." Like he's like, "Nah, this is me now." You know who sings sings this style but is not like that is Josh Groban. Josh Groban knows how to laugh at himself, and I I appreciate that about him. But yeah, That's what I, like, about I imagine Josh if I hung out with Michael Bublé, he would come to me and he'd have because he's thinking this is a crooner type thing to do. He would have some massive like wet bar in his house and be like, "Hey, you want to blah blah?" And I'm like, "Nah, I'm cool." And everything would be like, "Oh, I gotta go." Gotta go sweep my carpet, baby. And I'm like, what? This just, isn't this isn't Mad Men. Get out of here. Right. Just like it's it's 2019. It's 7,000 degrees outside in the summertime. You ain't need to wear a suit and a fedora. Like we've moved on. Like he's the worst. He's an abomination. Number one for me. Right. Any Christmas sang by Michael Bublé. And I can already tell this one's gonna get some heat from Chris because Chris, Chris, like I told you, Chris. Chris loves me, but he also loves to argue with me, even if maybe he doesn't totally agree with his own point. Um, little, not, not little argue discussion. discussion. <laughs> little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. Um, it's very annoying, but also this is going to be a hot take. I feel like there's probably a lot of people listening, and a lot of people in music in general, like other bands, would be like, I, "How dare you?" I can't stand the Beach Boys at all. I have no interest in the Beach Boys whatsoever. And that version, that song is annoying. Like, is this? Is this a shrunken Santa Claus? Is this a child version? Of- I don't know. They're not making him sexy. Is this a- How do you want it? Okay. Is this a child version of Santa Claus? Has he just been shrunk and that's why he's little? I, I have no idea. I can't. And they're trying to tell me a whole story and I can't even pay attention long enough to... Because the song is so... It's the same all the way through. And it just... Oh. Mm. What, what, what do you got to say about... Oh, so bad. I can't... It's so bad. Okay, to be clear, as I've gotten old, I couldn't stand the Beach Boys for a long time. As the older I've gotten, I've understood their kind of place and and things, like as far as like rock goes. Pet Sounds is a, you know, is one of the greatest albums of all time, like historically. And then is like, that the one where all the they have like cats singing classic <laughs> yes. songs? Uh-huh. And then, uh, but the White Album came out like three weeks later, so like that's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, you don't. I think more than anything, it has less to do with Beach Boys. You just don't like surf rock at all. Yeah, that's true. In like really almost like any that. form, like like Dick Dale. You probably don't even like Dick Dale. I can. I. I. I can admire Dick Dale for what he does. I do actually. I can appreciate Dick Dale. So, but beyond that, you're actually right. I don't really like surf yeah, rock hardly yeah. at all. No, we we figured out that Warner, like you know, the whole like. Hey, I'm from Indiana, like you get old, you move to Florida. That's not for Warner. Warner is in his perfect climate because, like, beach life, like going out to California, like I enjoyed his, California and the beaches, though. You, you do, but I think you enjoyed on a vacation because I think like the lifestyle of people out there, like I don't think you get like if you're close to a beach, I don't think you could handle like people who are all about the surf. <laughs> I don't think you could do it. No, you're probably right. It's probably accurate. <laughs> My turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Okay, okay, okay. Second. On my list. <laughs> Warner hates surf rock. That's true. Um, my wife won't like this, but uh, you know what? Whatever. Pentatonics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't despise everything they do, but pretty like almost any acapella group, 
like is not going to do much to move the Chris needle. There's not a lot of stuff. And the Pentatonics sing two songs that are uh, both really uh, well-known for them. Like they've got like a lot of views and all that stuff. And they're doing like, and they have like Christmas shows and junk. They're doing one at Rosemont, I'll have you know, uh, Warner, on the 18th. Uh, you know how much I love Rosemont. Rosemont's great, all right, but uh, it wouldn't be as much fun seeing Pentatonics. Um, I bought my wife Pentatonics tickets, though. So nice. I'm still, yeah, I'm For this with, year? No, like a couple years back. So I'm still a good husband. I didn't go with her. He's let's still not, hanging his hat on that gift let's from not be six clear. years ago. <laughs> I didn't go. But uh, they have two songs in particular uh, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. That one, and then the worst, and I don't care who sings it, but Pentatonics are the worst about it. Okay. Mary, did you know? You know oh, okay. Do I know, not like that I, song. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I feel like I need to get this off my Do chest. Do not like that song. Um, so like, I, all I, of it is like cheesy, like cantata music. Yep. Like, And I hear it. And I can see like there's like this one woman, and there's nothing wrong with age, but she's probably a little older. But she's like the big voice in the church choir, and she's belting it out. And then like you know, my dad's like, "Oh man, if you could sing like that." So here's my Mary, did you know story? Uh, so here, I, I have a Mary. Over singing it to death. Get I know out they of are. The way. They're tearing it up. They're just they're just killing the business. Um, yeah, let the instruments do some of the talking. Right. Is that a guy going? Yeah. Can we? We need to do a brother, brother, oppa, oppa, You'll I, be doing. I can't even say it. I'll be doing it. In like Waffle House in the bathroom, like there's just all right. So I'll be barfing. So here's my Mary. Did you know story? Um, I know it's hard to believe because uh, you know I dated my wife all through most of high school too, but uh, my pre Tiffany crush when I was in middle school uh, went to my dad's church. I love and, how much that like. That's a big deal. How yeah. long you've been with Tiffany? Yeah. That you're like reflecting <laughs> on, like, oh well, in middle school, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, yeah. So I was in probably like uh, seventh or eighth grade. Uh, I had a crush on this girl in my youth group, um, and what was her name? Uh, her name was Lindsay McGee. She's an actress out in California now. I, I think she's like the. It's a hot name. She I does theater. See. I don't Lindsay think she McGee. does. I don't think she does like films or anything. But she does theater. She's. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she. Uh, uh, the, uh, her. I, I'm still in touch with her sister. Her sister uh, is a brother, a brother fan. She's been to a couple of our shows, Leah McGee. Um, From the McGee she's, family. She's super cool. Uh, but yeah, so um, <laughs> uh, this guy at my dad's church wrote this Christmas play. And was it a play or cantata? It was a play, It okay. was, a, but it had music, but it also had the lines. And um, the, in this Christmas play, it was like... Uh, it was sort of like uh, the Mary and Joseph story of them like not having an end and all that, but it was kind of like, not like set in modern times, but kind of had like a modern-ish feel or whatever. And and she played the angel that came and uh, brought all the shepherds or whatever. And she sings. She sang "Mary, Did You Know?" And I remember because I was in it and like just having a crush on her. I listened to that song so many times when she was singing it <laughs> that like that I. I totally burnt me out on it and so then when i like completely lost interest in her and uh started dating my now wife um I, like, I just had no time for that song it's like i have nothing <laughs> there it is again however powerful message it's a great song from a message standpoint but yeah as long so- as i don't have to hear it yeah but i don't want i don't want to like yeah. if i was just reading it i would agree yeah oh yeah the lyrics are good it's solid stuff 
biblical. Okay, for me. Were you there last year when we did it in like the regular? It wasn't like a Christmas set. Like I mean, I only like I literally only miss church and like I'm sick or like I'm out of town. So I feel like you would have remembered it though with this much vitriol for it. I may try to block it out. Yeah, he he may have blocked the whole thing out. He doesn't remember. Um, I was just in the back like. So so this song that I despise (laughs) is "Blue Christmas" by Elvis. And it's not Elvis, so he oversings it. You know how Elvis kind of oversings a lot of things, but he he just like, sings like Elvis. But the first, it starts off. So he does all I have, a, and then he just sings like but, Elvis. But that's that's fine, whatever. But the problem with this song is in the background, he's got these like doo-wop girls, but they're just going blue, blue, they and like- it's uh, it's unbearable. It's unbearable. Yeah, I like the song. I don't love it, but it sounds like they're ghosts that are being tickled. Yeah, the, they're the, ticklish yes, ghosts. I don't. I don't need ticklish ghosts in my Christmas song. No. Oh, I can't. That, the, yeah, it's the the Christmas ghosts. I can't handle it. They're getting tickled. I don't need ticklish ghosts in my Christmas you some, song. I don't need, you're like I've been spooped enough this year. <laughs> Got one more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And last one, uh, I'll name one song, but again, anything he does, not a fan. The Brian Seltzer Orchestra. Seltzer. Might as well be Seltzer, because that's what I need it to makes take his tummy hurt. to try to make a pass. Yeah. All right? is awful. And in particular, his version of Jingle Bells is like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, yo, do you want to write a cheesy version? This is like, this is the example of like cheesy Elvis rock, like in rendition. Like this over-the-top rockabilly. Yep. Yep. Do you respect him as a guitar player? I actually don't hate this song. I, I'm I'm gonna have to. Golly, I'm, I'm not with you. I'm not, I'm not with you on this one. I, uh, that song's fine. I despise it. Uh, well, he's got a whole album. Try that one and see if you feel the same way. I'm sure I will. Um, but yeah, so I just, uh, I mean, he's a good guitar player or whatever. But there's lots of great guitar players that aren't great songwriters and uh yeah yeah not for me like mm-mm. there's like he doesn't believe a single thing he's saying about in there he's just like hey i've got this crazy band together and we're wacky and like we were like this like 80s adaptation of rockabilly that like really made it big which is cool good for you but like i don't even hear you sing about christmas all right <laughs> make that money and ruin those gretch guitars for me all right yeah Ugh. This is a Christian podcast. Uh, we hope that you uh, feel encouraged <laughs> by, by these discussions. What a what a great time for the family. I, I, I feel like we should have done the bad ones first and then <laughs> done the good ones because it does seem like at this point we're just like these angry old men. But that's fine. Uh, Chris, before we turn it over to Warner for yeah, huh? the blessing of his preaching. <laughs> this is Max's what? Third He's Christmas? two. I think it's his third Christmas. So I guess the math works out for that. Yeah. Yes. What uh, has been <laughs> is being a father around the holidays any different for you at all? In it? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't buy as much for my wife. We <laughs> we think about like buying more for our son, but even then we don't buy him all that much because he's two. Like he, you know, he's what's he gonna remember? Um, it's just way more fun. Just that, I think everything. Unless your kid's like a turd, and all kids have different demeanors, and so sometimes maybe they're really they have of, seasons of turd. Yeah, I think no, that's, <laughs> no, I'm saying like hundred percent thing that kids as, do. Yeah, yeah. So 
Max has never really went through a turd season yet. Um, yeah, like I look at my son as like a fun intensifier. Like everything yeah. that he does, he makes it more fun to have him around. And um, it doesn't really matter what we're doing. Like I just love having him around. So yeah, it's totally different. You know, like instead of just waking up and thinking about where all we need to go, we're more thinking like, all right, well, let's kind of you know put on the show for our son and like have some fun. And yeah, Max is the best. This is not only the Christmas episode. This is the final Big C Little C podcast ever. What of the year? And um, <laughs> okay, for twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Be- okay, I wanted to be clear because I, I like. I was going to take that out. Warner I'll get that and edit. Warner uh, preached at Current Church um, first Sunday in December. I thought it was kind of a good. It wasn't like a year end message, but I thought it was a good time of reflection and just a good checking of the heart kind of thing here as we wrap up an entire decade unbelievably but um again before before i turn it over to warner chris you're a guy who has been in leadership at current church and has spoken as well from the pulpit Uh, as you look back at this year at current church and uh, look forward to a new decade what's your heart for the church where are you at um i don't know i just think my heart for the church i guess is just people not to get too emotional like and just keep keep even keel about things because life is going to have its emotions and ups and downs but know that like if you're someone who believes in christ that like god is supposed to be that stabilizing link um and some of that also comes through you know support from one another and everything else and a lot of that ties into me just about like keeping keeping yourself in that place of just not getting too up or down and i think that helps our body so much to be strong because then when things are great, you know, you're like, Hey, I want to celebrate this moment. Um, but you also know like, Hey, things can have dips and stuff and you're able to, to go through that. And I think this is enigmatic of any church body, how important like a church staying together is to not get caught up so much in those emotional moments. Cause when things can get really bad or maybe you disagree with someone instead of talking to him about it or whatever, you're like, whatever, screw that guy, I'm not coming back to church, that guy's an idiot, you know, whatever, instead of, like, just talking to the person. I mean, there's been so many times throughout my life that, for sure, maybe in a moment, I thought someone said something that was stupid, and maybe they did, and I told them, they're like, oh, I didn't recognize that, super sorry. Or, I may talk to them, and, like, I was totally wrong, and the way I interpreted what they said was, like, so off base. And in those moments, and that's not just in church but like especially with your friends that are christians and if you're in a church body like to man to give each other a fair shake and just always remember uh, this is that empathy thing always to reflect on all the great things that you've times and memories that you have with people and so if something stinky comes up you know don't throw it all away and yeah i guess just my heart for the church is just to like is just to keep keep pushing in to everybody's lives getting your friends business like be aware most people it doesn't i think most people are pretty open more than you would think to like letting you in and you just have to show that like a little bit of empathy show that you really care and the more you do that the more goodwill and friendship that you buy with that person and that's so important to like just surviving as like a church body and i love my church body and that's something i try to tell a lot of people sometimes when i can tell they're down is just being like hey what's up it's going to be fine. Hang in there. I know it may seem like a really big deal right now, but in three weeks, you probably won't care. 
and it's going to be okay and God's going to be good and you've got all these great people around you and like and you can make it you can do it like I love you you're going to make it and sometimes we all need to be told that so the church body is so important to me like these are some of my dearest friends like I can't imagine you know not having these people in my life so yeah that was better than any dramatic reading you could have brought to the table tonight for this Christmas episode. I, I think Chris kind of hit the nail on the head, too, with just the idea of um, the ebbs and flows of life and how sometimes there's these really high highs and these really low lows, and the lower lows seem lower when the highs are so high. But um, part of uh, the message I preached on Sunday was that if we remind ourselves of the God, the things that God has done in our life in the past— It'll renew our faith in what he's going to do for us in the future. And um, I think that's so important, too, with relationships and um, and how we treat others in the church when they are going through a hard time. Instead of, um, you know, we c- it's it's really easy to either try to be like, oh, well, things are going to get better. Or it's, or it's also easy to, like, sulk with them and be like, oh, yeah, man, this is a real bummer that this is happening. But instead of doing those things, and and like what Chris said, and going way too high or way too low, just bringing to them the things that you've seen God do in their life and reminding them of those things, I think, can be way more helpful in that situation than, you know... Than jumping on then, somebody. Then, then, like, like, oh, then, typical, look, I told you you should have done this, yeah, you yeah, idiot. Yeah. And look what happened. Right, right. They already know that. Like, it they can, don't it can be know. so much more encouraging to be like, hey, man, I've seen where you've come so far and like in this year and the things that God's brought you through and the things that God's done uh, for you and through you. And that can make a difference, I think, in people's life. I'm going to read this in the KJV. I'm not normally a King James guy, but this, uh, this passage, I don't know, for some reason I really like it in KJV, so that's what we're doing. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God on the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Um, this, I think, is the clearest version in the Gospels of exactly what, you know, what we celebrate as Christmas is meant to be. The angel doesn't go to, you know, the kings and the leaders and the the people that are doing well. The angel goes to, basically, like, the farmers first, the people that are just like... They're out here working it. They're keeping these flocks overnight, keeping them from danger. And and brings this message that they clearly say is a message for all people. And and they tell how you're not going to find this savior in a purple robe and a crown, but in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then then the angel and the heavenly hosts continue by praising God and glorifying God and showing these uh shepherds what worship is and what it looks like and that gives them this new hope that then right away the shepherds like we need to go find this king and i think it's so awesome that it's the message is so simple and it's so clear and it's for everyone christ came to free us from you know the typical man-made religions and 
essentially what we did is we turned him into one. And I'm not trying to be like, I know I have a lot of people, friends that are Christians or believe in God or whatever, but they say, Oh, I'm just not into organized religion. That's not what I'm saying here, but just that we've taken this simple message of God sent his son. And this is part one of the story. God sent his son to save us. And the way he was going to do that is live a life as a man and die and be raised again. And so this story starts here with such a simple message and ends on Easter with him rising from the dead. And it's so cool that the first place they take the message is to these simple shepherds that are just trying to keep wolves away from their flocks. I don't know. I think it's just important to remember the simplicity of the message and that Jesus came to give us a relationship with God. Merry Christmas, Chris. Hey, you too, Mr. Jeremy. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Warren. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Uh, That's it for this year. Merry Christmas from Current Church. Uh, This was a different Christmas episode than last year. Um, Our apologies. (laughs) (laughs) It'll never happen again. (laughs)